Good morning. Our gospel lesson this morning is from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 24, verses 1 through 12. But on the first day of the week at early dawn, they came to the tomb, taking the spices that they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb, but when they went in, they did not find the body. While they were perplexed about this, Suddenly, two men in dazzling clothes stood beside them. The women were terrified and bowed their faces to the ground. But the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be handed over to sinners and be crucified and on the third day rise again? Then they remembered his words. And returning from the tomb, they told all this to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, Mary the mother of James, and the other women with them, who told this to the apostles. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter got up and ran to the tomb. Stooping and looking in, he saw the linen cloths by themselves. Then he went home amazed at what had happened. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Let us pray. O God, your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. May it speak to us and through us as we strive to be your Easter people today and every day. Amen. Every day we are bombarded by messages, all kinds of messages, whether we're aware of it or not. And I think there's a popular belief, one that the devil really thrives on, that it doesn't really matter what you believe. It doesn't matter what you believe as long as you're a nice person. Just be a good person and don't step on any other, any, uh, any people's toes. It doesn't really matter what you believe. But the truth as we gather here this morning on Easter Sunday is to say that it does matter what we believe and that we have a message to proclaim. And as Christians, our message is the greatest story, the good news that we will ever hear. And so our stand, our message is of God's great love. But it's a certain kind of love and it separates us from the world. It's love that is real and tangible. Christian love is sacrificial. It has no conditions attached to it. It's patient and kind. It puts others first. Love is joyful and hopeful, and it endures. Christian love is active and adventurous, something that is lived out every day. It's love that looks like an innocent man on an old rugged cross, dying a common criminal's death. It's love that you can taste and see in the broken body and in the poured out blood of a Savior. Our world talks a lot about love and hope and peace, but they're in these general and vague kind of terms, like how we talk about a Valentine's Day type of love. But Christian love and Christian hope and Christian peace, you can touch. It's incarnational in the flesh, and it's in the life and the death and the resurrection of our Savior, Jesus Christ. 
And it has power. This is a powerful message and a powerful uh, way of life for Jesus. And so if we are to be called Christians, if we are to proclaim this Christian message, then there are essentials of our faith. There are essentials of this message. And the Gospel of Luke tells us what this message is, tells us the good news. On that first Easter morning when the tomb was found empty and the angel proclaimed, He is not here. He is risen. So the essential of our faith, the essential of our message is that God resurrected Jesus from the dead. That the love and the goodness and the grace and the mercy in Jesus could not be allowed to be destroyed by death. The power and the might of death is not able to contain, to hold, or to destroy the goodness and the grace and the love of God for creation. And so God resurrected Jesus because God so loves the world. We are an Easter people. We celebrate the good news that he is alive every day, not just today. We want to believe in the power of love. We want to affirm the power of God who retrieves life out of the power of death. The mind-blowing part of the gospel is revealed in Romans chapter 8 that says, The same power of God, the power that resurrected Jesus from the dead and gave victory over the grave, is in you. It's in you, and it's in me. The power of love and life is here, now, among us. God equips and empowers us, you and me, to be his disciples. Flawed and sinful people, God entrusts to be disciples. It really is amazing. It's important to proclaim that God resurrected Jesus from the dead. That's an undeniable truth. But it's not just a fact that we can believe only in our mind. It can't stop there. God resurrected Jesus from the dead, and you and I will never, ever be the same. We're the recipients of powerful forgiveness, and we're freed for joyful obedience to serve our Lord. It's not that we become a Christian and all of life's worries and problems suddenly go away and we're on the smooth road forever. But it's that we are Christians and Jesus, Emmanuel, God in flesh, comes beside us, next to us, along every worry and trouble and problem in life and says, be not afraid, I am with you. God meets us exactly where we are. And so as we gather on this Sunday morning, on this Easter morning I find myself kind of between two places, and maybe it's a place you find yourself between two, between the two extremes of fear and great joy. Our gospel lesson uses the word terrified and amazed, fear and great joy. The women rose early and they went to the tomb. They met there an angel who turned their world upside down, broke open their world saying, he is not here, he is risen. Can you feel the intensity of their emotion? Think about that first Easter Sunday morning with fear and great joy. Fear and great joy are at the heart of the resurrection and that they're at the heart of our desires today. 
There is so much to fear. There is good reason to be afraid. Fear for ourselves. Maybe that we'll experience disappointment or that our faith will turn to dust. That our hopes will only be illusions. Fear about our past. Fear about the future. Fear for those we love. Fear that however much we love, however much we care or try to protect others, that we will still have to face that awful moment of parting, of letting go. Fear of that aching loss and separation. Fear that we can't protect our loved ones from death. We fear things that are way beyond our control. Terrorism and war that destroy countries. Addictions and diseases that destroy lives, greed and plunder that destroy the earth. There is much to fear. But that's not the end of the story, because there is so much joy. So much joy and great joy. Joy of spring, joy of a newborn calf finding its rickety feet in a meadow. Joy of a baby discovering everything for the first time joy of songs and music that speak to our soul, joy of the harvest when all is fresh and plentiful, the joy of friendship, of those who have known and loved us through thick and thin, the joy of forgiveness when bitterness and failure don't get the last word, the joy of creation when we hear the birds chirping on a spring morning, The joy of being part of a team when you believe in what you are doing and where you are going. The joy of a craftsman perfecting his art. Great joy. There is great, great joy. And so here we are where we find find ourselves this morning with the angel's words that turn our world upside down. And so we start to run both with fear and great joy. Fear and joy, these two poles, the two extremes of our human response to the awesome intimacy of God. Fear and joy, they run with us throughout our lives together as constant reminders of both the cost and the promise of following Jesus. Fear and joy are at the center of our longings, they're at the heart of our desires. But there's a secret Because this is not the end of the story. It's a secret that we only glimpse at in this life. It's a secret that was first revealed to those two early risers on the first day of the week while all creation waited and breathed in anticipation. It's the secret of Easter. A secret I pray that you will realize both in your head and take to heart. The secret of gospel, the mystery of the fear and joy, is that joy wins. Life defeats death always. And because life defeats death, because Christ lives and lives in us, that demands a response from us. We must be like the women who find themselves at the empty tomb, who can't help but go out and tell others the amazing news. We cannot keep the greatest story, the greatest gift we have ever received to ourselves. And so as created beings who are made in the divine image of our creator, we respond by how we live out our faith every day. 
in both big ways and in little ways. And so wherever we find ourselves this morning between those poles of fear and great joy, our life, all of it, is in response to a great God. God is our creator, our redeemer, the one who sustains us and the one who saves the world. And so when we publicly declare, when we become a witness that we are servants of this grace that has been made visible and real and tangible in the life and the death and the resurrection of Jesus, that makes us part of the whole community of salvation. Thanks be to God. The same power of God, the same power that resurrected Jesus from the dead and gave victory over the grave is in you. The resurrection power is in you, and you, and you. Imagine the message the church has the power to proclaim. Go forth and spread the good news. Happy Easter. Amen.